This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia and Happy New Year from Running Together, the show that promotes social connection between runners. Recently, I was doing a bit of reading with my son Brent about running, and we discovered the concept of running age. For chronological age, I am a lot older than Brent, almost exactly half a century in fact. However, when it comes to how long we have been running regularly, say three to four times a week, we started at around the same time, about six years ago. In comparison to most of my peers, I'm a newbie. They have decades where I have years. As I have developed with my running, I have found many places where my body has objected and I have been forced to stop, at least temporarily, due to injury. It's not surprising, as my body isn't used to it and I simply haven't been patient enough or smart enough to give it the time and the correct load to grow injury-free. For older runners, this is common, and there is a time in our lives when we're also more susceptible to injury, our teenage years. In the Christchurch Avon Club, I have watched with concern many teenage runners succumbing to injury. This club is far from alone in that. It's a time when guys especially push the mileage up, become more competitive, and the body often says that's too much. One person who has remained injury-free, smiling brightly, with an admirably positive mindset, is my guest today. He is the poster boy for consistency and dedication, bringing excellent results. Tram O'Callaghan. Welcome to Running Together. Thank you for having me, Pete. It's a pleasure to come on the podcast. <laughs> it's great to have you, mate. So just a couple of days ago, one of your club mates, a Mr. Corbin Straker, you're laughing away, asked me to ask you, how does Tram remain injury-free? Corbin is currently recovering from an injury. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the question, Corbo. I mean, I eat lots. So like I know that I run up to 130k a week sometimes. So 130k. Yeah, it's the max I've hit. So okay. I know that I just eat lots of food. I make sure I get a good sleep. Like if I go to bed late, which sometimes being 19 I do, I make sure I sleep in. Yep. So you always get the right amount of sleep. And I mean I drink lots of milk as well, just for the calcium. I mean probably doesn't, but helps prevent the stress fractures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then. What else do I do? I do lots of foam rolling as well. Like I always spend, whenever I watch YouTube, I'm foam rolling. Like that's the habit I've gotten into. So Habit blending or something like yeah, that, where, you, so where you've basically got two habits in one. So yeah. you're watching YouTube. Whenever you watch YouTube, I'm you're foam rolling. I'm on foam rolling, yeah. Oh, awesome. So like that helps. I mean, that flushes out the lactic acid. So yeah. it's kind of, if I want to watch a big, long YouTube video, I'll just go on the foam roller and do <laughs> two in one. So yeah, that helps a lot. I always just make sure I stay consistent in my mileage. Like, I don't go too high when I know I won't be able to hold it. I've slowly, like, built up throughout the years. Like, when I first started running, 
back in like properly in like year 11 it was like i got to like 100 k's a week yeah. and i've slowly like that was my base and then like every year i've upped it every so slightly and now i'm like at like the 130 120 k's for my peak now so it really is about that gradual development and i suppose if we were talking about that running age thing as you've got older you've slowly adapted to those new loads like when i joined i was like the youngest in the group for example like cam clark was running 160k weeks on like the same training and i'm running like 80 90 but i knew like that's all i can handle i just gotta he's been running for 10 more years than me i got to be patient and i'll eventually get up to that 100 mile mark i mean you're in the same group and you're seeing someone like cam who's done amazingly well but he's racing along, and it must be so tempting, mustn't it, to go, I want to go at his speed. And to do so, I probably need to do the same mileage. So how did you stop yourself from, from doing that? Is it just that you've got really good self-control? or I mean, Craig was a big thing. You know, he will always tell me off if I've gone too far or too hard. Sometimes I would go too far on an easy day, and then I'd feel it when I did a session the following days and I'd be like, all right, well, I want to feel good in the session because it helps me race well. Doing those good is the key to racing well. The recovery days are just active recovery. So I knew, like, I just got to pull myself back and I'll eventually be able to run the mileage that the people in the group who are a little bit older were. Yeah, I saw you out there is it just before New Year with Thomas Clark? Shout out to Thomas. Yeah, Happy New Year to him. Mr. Cookie Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sort of situation where I think he was about the closest in age to you, wasn't he? Yeah, him and Theo were um, Theo, closest. Yeah. He'd been running since he was about four, I think. Yeah. But yeah, he was a little bit more ahead in his running career than me when we were training. His running age was older. Yeah, his running age was pretty, older. Yeah, it was, I think he's lost about 10 years of his running age now, going down to (laughs) Dunedin. So I was sort of, yeah, dragging him along the other day. Yeah, he he was struggling a bit when I saw him, the poor guy. He looked as though he was huffing a puppy. Let's go back. We were talking about this running age. When did it all start? But I started like, yes, seven and eight. I did Mm -hmm. Mondays only, Monday training only, because I played football. Right. And that was my main sport. And then I didn't do track because I played cricket. And that pretty much kept the same all the way to year 10 when I sort of developed a passion for running. I was like, I want to be like the older people in my group. I want to train more. I want to get faster. So I sort of slowly drowned out the other sports. And then by about COVID lockdown in 2020, when running was the only thing, I'm like, I love this. Mm. I just love running. So ever since then, it's, it's been my main sport. And I've just, yeah, continued consistently training the last few years i still like enjoyed those sports it's just like running was the one i wanted to do and Mm -hmm. i mean running it's just as probably even more brutal on the body than most other sports just because of the impact it has on you now i'm the oldest in the group sort of everyone's moved on so now everyone's probably looking at me like i looked at the older group people in the group yeah so who are you leading at the moment who there's a few younger guys coming through but Mm -hmm. i well younger than me yeah it's a bit of a gap and then like let's say cam and like corbin they're sort of like older now so they mm-hmm. don't come to the group trainings and yeah so they sort of have their own yeah and so do i 
to a certain extent as well yeah. now. So you're a keen Strava user. You can smile on your face. So how do you use the platform to keep in touch with others? Yeah, you give kudos and you drop a um, cheeky comment in the <laughs> runs, really. That's that would, you would never do that, would you? Oh, drop a sometimes, cheeky sometimes, comment? Sometimes, yeah. I love Strava. I spend way too much time on there. <laughs> but no, it's just a really good platform just to see where everyone is and what everyone's up to. Like, you know, I didn't know... Corbin was injured, then I just saw a Strava, I'm like, and then I gave him a message. I was like, yeah. hey, mate, what's up again? Yeah. Some people don't use Strava, but I'd say 95% of the runners use Strava. Yeah. And a keen Strava mate of yours, I saw down the track this morning, a certain Chris Dreiser. So there's usually a bit of banter there between you and, yes, you and Chris. Yes, there is a lot of banter between Chris <laughs> and I. It's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all fun and games. But it is. I know. When you look at those comments, you'd be like, these guys are just going at each other. But, I mean, I know it's a joke. Chris knows yeah, it's a joke. So exactly. it's, like, all good at the end of the day. Absolutely. And you sort of admire anyone who's in the sport, who's putting the case and who's putting the effort in, don't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. One day I will beat Chris Dryden. One day you'll One day I'll beat him, <laughs> but, like, you know, it's a bit of a way off. Well, he's doing the 3K, apparently, at, um, yes, at the I'll Love be Lock. lining up against him next week. So, hey. Chris, if you hear this on Friday, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. So what sort of mileage would a typical week running-wise be and what are you training for? You obviously just mentioned as far as Lovelock's concerned. Like at the start of my base in like October, November, in December I was doing average like 120k weeks and it was all like pretty easy running with like a couple of big like tempo sessions throughout the week and then like as we hit like January, February, the mileage will come down to like 190Ks and it will be more intense stuff. As the intensity increases, my mileage will decrease. So I got Lovelock this week and then next week I'm running the New Zealand 10,000 metre championships in Dunedin. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's going to be my first senior national champs. So oh, we. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, it should be good. A good field for me at least, yeah. Mm-hmm. So are those the longer distances, the ones you feel that are going to be best fit for you? Yeah, I'm definitely suited to anything like above the 5K, mm-hmm. really. This season I'll aim to race mostly three and 5K races. Yep. And yeah, the 10K is just a bonus, really. Mm-hmm. A good chance to run fast on the track because you don't get, as you said, you don't get many opportunities yeah. to run a good fast 10K. So you mentioned about Obviously, doing those long, easy runs, really, really important, and some tempo work. What sort of speed work would you start to be doing, say, in sort of January and February, as you mentioned, as you drop the mileage down? Yeah, so, like, for example, this week, on Monday, I did 100-metre sprints, so I double in the morning, and then I did 10 by 100-metre, 100-metre jog. So that's, like, it's a really short session, but there's just short recovery between the reps, so mm-hmm. sort of an anaerobic workout sharpening the legs and then normally when I do that because it's such a small session on Tuesday I do normally a fart leg session so it's like an easier paced stuff just for like the base top up really Mm -hmm. and then today I got a 1500 meter time trial so it's just really oh wait yeah it's intense short sharp tune up before love lock yeah and that's with Craig um yeah yeah yeah. with Craig Mm -hmm. yeah no. I mean, Craig's not going to be running with you, though. No. <laughs> I mean, Alfie you might. You can ask him. Yeah, Alfie might. Yeah. Yeah. yeah shout out to Craig and Alfie. 
Yeah. Um, and then Thursday will be easy jog, Friday, mm-hmm. easy jog, race, and then hilly run on yep. the hills. Yeah. yeah, the classic. The classic 8.30 at the sign of the Take. Right? <laughs> so you've been coached by the same person. I think he's already been mentioned several times by the three previous guests. That's Lahana, Charlotte, and Kate. So can you tell me a little bit about your coach, the relationship you have with him, and how this relationship has developed over time? I don't know if they mentioned it, but Barry McGee is the one that oversees my training. Right. Personally, that's different from Lahana, but Kate's sort of in the same mm-hmm. boat as me. So Barry is Barry's uh, obviously like, an Olympian, yeah, he's marathon a, Olympian. Yeah, um, bronze medalist bronze at medalist. the Rome Olympics in 1960, yeah. I think. Yeah, in the marathon. So he sort of gives me my training and, yeah, he'll tell me what to do and I tell him what I think I should focus on and he's like sort of agrees yeah. or he disagrees. Yeah, he gives me the training. He's really nice. I email him every week. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if I'm a little confused about something, I'll ask Craig as well because Craig's always there. Yeah. Like through high school they were sort of – Barry would give Craig the program and Craig would give it to us. Mm-hmm. It's sort of – they're both there for me, which is – really good and they would definitely tell me if I'm doing something wrong or not. That's awesome. You seem to be keen on lots of miles, typically over 100k a week. So is that something you've learned that works best for your body as far as, because some people maybe they want to work at maybe slightly higher intensity but lesser mileage. I find with my body I can handle a high mileage and mm-hmm. slightly lower intensity and that helps me for like long term in the season. Yeah. It really started in lockdown when I just went ballistic and just mm. started running like 100k weeks when I'd never gone really above 80. Yeah. And then I felt I had the best cross-country season, sort of like, all right, this works. And then it worked again when I've done it. So I just know that going like high mileage for about eight to 10 weeks of all base stuff will help me. And then I can bring the intensity up, mileage down and mm-hmm. sort of go from there. And it means that I won't burn out in the season. Yeah. Like, I'll be peaking when I want to peak. So you have a really good, strong foundation. Yeah, you know, strong The legs foundation. feel strong, you know, the yeah. lungs are strong. And then just go hammer some speed work mm. when racing comes yeah. about. You mentioned you had a really good cross-country season. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? I mean, yeah, there was a 2020 season, which was sort of like I mm. ran a very good races. Like yeah. It was like the first cross-country season I'd ever done, really, and I was just seeing huge like gains, mm. when, I guess, when you first start running, you sort of do see that. You probably experience that. You All of a sudden, you're running like 30-second PVs, left, mm. right, and centre, when it's a bit harder to do that when you've been running for like years and years. Yep. I remember this first race after lockdown at Ascot Park, and everyone ran good. Like everyone mm. had just been base training, and it was like the first race. <laughs> yeah. Everyone just wanted to like get their legs like moving. Yeah. I remember like Chanel won the race. Mm-hmm. And he won. He ran like 15 minutes for the 5k at Ascot Park. Wow, it was That's really impressive. That yeah. is not. I mean, it's not a fast course. Is no, it? it's not. No. But a fast course, but it's not a hilly course either. No. From there, I just kept that momentum going all mm. winter. Good season. Yeah, distractions in many ways were gone uh, yeah. during that sort of COVID I felt like time. a professional runner all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A bit of so much more time. Every now and then. Yeah, every now and then, schoolwork. Yep. When you're out on these runs, are they often with others? In other words, is that your preference? Or would you rather train alone on some runs and maybe do workouts with a group? 
my preference is really I'll run with anyone whenever I can. Anyone, just anywhere, just whenever I can. Even if they've got a different workout to me, like if you're still just there, like they're warming up with you together, it just makes like, I guess the whole experience of running just more positive and just mm. you'd like it more when sometimes you're by yourself, you're like, oh, I don't really want to do this. Another lap <laughs> of Hagley Park or something. You're like, yeah. Ah. But if you're just with someone, it goes quicker as well. Mm. And it's just funner. It keeps you motivated and in the sport. Yeah, well, you're sharing it with some of that. Yeah, really. you're sharing it's, the experience. Yeah. And it's like social as well. Mm-hmm. Like you can get like a drink afterwards, for say. Yeah. And stuff like that. You've always struck me as a pretty sociable sort of person, very sort of likable and chatty. So just curious, do you think that people who are running longer distances, obviously not your sprinters, tend to be more the stereotypical loner type or is that more of a myth than reality? I think it's more of a myth because I know a a lot of runners who like to, you know, put themselves out there are very social people and, I mean, a lot of big running groups in Christchurch as well with distance runners, like, it's a lot of good groups to train with, with, like, people, like, your age as well, like, it's, like, the Whippets group, it's, mm-hmm. like, the Avon group, yeah, heaps of others, it's, like, the yeah. Angie Petty's group as well, mm-hmm. it's, like, all different ages and they're all distance runners and they just train together. Yeah. And they're, like, friends out of the sport mm-hmm. as well, like, they became friends through running, but they actually do other stuff out of the sport. And I know yeah. at Christchurch Avon, we, we hang out out of the sport mm. as well. Like we do stuff together, which isn't anything to do with running. When you actually go out, and yeah. you know, particularly places like Hagley Park and something like that, so you've got lots of groups, which is really cool. So more on the social scene... I've often been struck by how strong the bond there is between you and your Chav clubmates. So what do you talk about when those conversational runs? We just talk about anything that really comes up, like random conversations really. Yeah. You just don't even know what you're going to talk about. It okay. sort of just like happens. Like someone will mention like, oh, do you see this? And then you just start talking about it yeah. it's like half an hour later. So it's not just about, oh, how hard that run was not at all i wouldn't say we even talk about running when we run (laughs) sometimes we might talk about like a race result like the world champs or something but like most of it is just random conversations that it's just an everyday conversation everyday conversation with your mates yeah you're just out running instead of just sitting down or on your phone you're just out there on summit road Mm -hmm. talking about something random Yeah. Looking at the scenery and going, Looking well, at the this scenery, is amazing. Yeah. Complaining about the wind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's definitely the thing we often do when we're down in a pin of on the track. Yeah. Anyway, so you completed high school in late 2022. Other than running, what's keeping you busy these days? During uni, obviously, uni kept me busy. And then I work. And you're I work, studying at yeah, uni? I study at UC, yeah. Bachelor yeah. of Commerce. So that mm-hmm. kept me busy. And then in the summer, I guess working keeps me busy. I work at the warehouse, so, mm-hmm. yeah, that keeps me. So if anyone wants a bargain, they come to see Tram. And so which um, warehouse are you at? Rickerton. It's a Blenheim Road. Come down and say hi. Come down and say hi. <laughs> nah, cool. I mean, I, we play a bit of disc golf as well, like with okay. a couple of other runners I know. Mm-hmm. So, like, you'd go for a run and you'd just play disc golf at Jelly Park yeah. on the course. And, that, and I'm still into my cricket as well, so I watch a lot of that with a lot of mates. And so at high school, 
Was track and cross-country running popular? You know, was there a strong team that you could be part of? I mean, I was fortunate enough to go to Christchurch Boys High School mm-hmm. and we have, when I started, there was about not many people, but when I yeah. left, like, we went to, like, New Plymouth for secondary schools and we couldn't fit on one plane, like one of those little planes. The whole team couldn't oh, wow. fit. Like, me and the, the F-13s had to go for another. So the team was about 50 strong plus. 50? Yeah. Wow. Like, there's so many. And we won, like, 10 or 11 medals as well. So, like, it was it's really good to see. I was part of, of a very good group of guys there. There were about maybe, like, a dozen distance runners. Mm-hmm. Like, Cooper Whiteman and, like, Luke Johnston as yeah. well. They were from Angie's. They were part of it as well. Mm-hmm. So, no, it was a really good group of, group of guys. Mike Jury was mm-hmm. awesome. And you've had him on the podcast. Sean O'Sullivan, also yep. awesome. He did a lot <laughs> for the athletics at Boys High. Yeah. No, he's great. And his kids are fantastic. Yeah. So, can you share with us a real standout running experience for you? Could be a race could be a workout. It could be a run, for example, in a particularly beautiful place. I mean, I know you've been to the Eiffel Tower, so maybe it's a run around the Eiffel Tower. I don't know, but what comes to mind? I mean, what comes to mind is just when you have like a breakthrough race. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple of those. I mean, you're in the warm-up and you just have this thing, like I sort of feel it in my legs, like this is going to be a good day. Yeah. And it just turns out to be a good day. Like Canterbury Road Champs this year, that was like the last one I can think of. Like mm-hmm. I sort of just had a great day out and it was really fun and I ran yeah, pretty good that day. Also a couple of the runs in the Marlborough Sounds on the trails, that's quite beautiful there as well. And yeah, obviously my Europe runs, I've done a few. You did some runs over in Europe, Yeah, I mean one that pops to mind is like I did like a 500 metre run across the Prime Meridian at Greenwich. Oh, okay. London, yeah, I just ran up the hill, crossed the Prime Meridian. That was like, it's cool to say you've done that type of thing. Absolutely. And that's just outside London, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have many miles behind you now. So with that base, what do you want to achieve in the future? So what are your big goals over the next few years or the next decade? For now, I'm just going to keep chipping away at the track PBs, get those down, mm-hmm. and then try now my first senior cross-country season. But and like in the long term, I'll eventually progress. I want to get to the marathon, okay. but that won't happen for like years, 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 and probably like 10 years. Like Probably not too early, but I'll run okay. half marathons. You mm-hmm. just got to like, as I said, you just got to build up. Yep. Like right now, I'm still not even like 20 years. So like I got a long career ahead of me in mm-hmm. running, and if I want to stay in the sport, I got to make sure I time my like build up to the longer distance events, which I... Would really, I'd really like to run a couple of those marathon mm-hmm. majors. That's a really mature attitude you have, Tram. I wish people of my age, including myself, had that patience <laughs> to say. So a related question, you have seen from a young age, from a very young age, much older runners in the club, some significantly older than your own parents, running. So have you ever imagined if you will be running competitively when you're in your 50s or 60s, or does that just seem like a completely different world? I mean, I have thought about that, seeing all the masters out there carving up their age groups. Mm -hmm. I'd definitely like to be one of those Mm -hmm. when I'm that old. I just want to, yeah, hopefully I'm still running, and I think I will be. Someone like John Gamble or Peter Richards. Yeah, John Gamble and Peter Richards, even Craig. He's he's doing races as well. Yeah, 
I can see it myself running all the way through. Make it a lifelong. Yeah, make yeah. it a lifelong career. Yeah. You'll start to enjoy races probably more when you're that age just because you know you're not, mm. you know what I mean? You're not at your <laughs> peak to say. So yep. it's not as like pressure, a little bit of fun sort of it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure, but <laughs> I find them fun, but yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. So competitions require a lot of planning, plenty of volunteers to make them happen. As a young adult, how do you think you can give back to the sport that you've been heavily involved in for some years now? Maybe volunteering at a certain event, definitely. If you're not going to run it, maybe volunteer at it. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the Christchurch Avon board as well. So that's sort of... Well done, you. Yeah, so that's really cool. It's a good experience just to mm. see what it's all like, the admin part of the club, and it's sort of yeah. being eye-opening, like what actually goes on behind the scenes. You, I've been able to sit on the board and learn about that, what it's all about, and hopefully yeah. that will help me in the future, like in my career, my job, mm. not just the running, Yeah, sort of get used to yeah, what it's like. Yeah, there's a lot like. of crossover, isn't there? Yeah. Mm. Helpful tool, just the give back. Like we organised the Boulder Bay Classic mm-hmm. as well. That was like... The first event I've been a part of organising, and that was really, it was tough, but like we got it done. It was a good experience just to see what actually goes into an event. Yeah. Like normally I just show up and run, but this time I did not show up and run. I organised it. I was behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool. You're absolutely right. We're so often so ignorant of how much is actually, I think we just assume it's going to be really easy and it just happens. But there's so much to make it happen, isn't there? Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, huge kudos to people like... John and Victor, for example. John and Victor. They're at the yeah, races at absolutely. like 10 a.m. setting up the course, and yeah. I'm not racing until 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like, they're there all day. They put, yeah. yeah, they're all day yeah. into this race, and all I do is shop and run. Mm. They definitely deserve a beer or two. At yeah, end, definitely. So now we're on to the quick fire round. So consider them strides, so or 100 metres like you're talking about. Yeah. So I'll give you some options and you choose what's best for you. Here goes. Shoes with lots of cushioning or very little? Cushioning, lots of cushioning. Lots of cushioning. I love so mine. you're a hoker boy. Uphill or downhill? Uphill. I love the... Uphill, yeah. It seems to be two or three to one versus downhill. Trail, road, cross-country or track? Cross country. I love the mud. You love the mud. This is your choice of favourite race distances. So some of them will be more related to the track. Some will be either track or road, maybe even cross country. Anyway, 1500, 3K, 5K or 10K? 10K. 10K. Go for the longer one. Yeah. Where do you prefer to train? A forest trail, Port Hills, Hagley Park, or the Burnside High Chav Training Ground? Can't beat the 1K loop at the Burnside High School Chav Training Ground. 1K loop at the Burnside High Training Ground. Excellent. Long and slow, fast and short, or fast and long? You can't beat a long, slow Sunday run with your mates. Long, slow. Some people go, oh, it's got to be fast and long. I'm thinking, no, that's really That hard. sounds like a marathon. <laughs> really that sounds like a race. <laughs> exactly. Okay, morning or afternoon? I'm an afternoon runner just because, yeah, I'm sessions in the afternoon. No, and sometimes you waking up later. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the end of a run, we all need hydration. These are your choices. 
Gatorade, Powerade, and electrolyte drink. Beer, you're now legal. Chocolate milk, water, or juice. If it's a race, chocolate milk. But if yep. it's just a normal run, water. Fair enough. Warming up or cooling down? Warming up. Warming up. Okay. So often we miss the cooling down, don't we? Relays or individual runs? You can't beat road relays as a team. It's oh, just such a good experience. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Titaway. Yeah. Loburn. Loburn, yeah. And finally, a runner or a coach you greatly admire? Craig Eustace. He's done so much for me over the years. He's been an amazing He's been amazing, amazing guy. yeah. Yeah. So big shout out to Craig. So one final question for your tram. Why do you run? I love running. I love hurting. And I mean, at the end of the day, you get the rewards in the racing. Mm-hmm. I train for the rewards that you get in the racing. Yeah. I just, I just love running. Fair enough, mate. So thanks so much for coming in and sharing your running journey, Tramp. We wish you a very long, injury-free future in the sport. Touch wood. Lots of, <laughs> for everyone who's touching some wood uh, nearby. And lots of success to you. So Happy New Year and all the best on the races in the upcoming season. Yeah, Happy New Year too. Thank you so much for having me on. Our pleasure.